All right, hey everyone, Kayleen here, and welcome to the Hopelessness to Happiness PTSD Depression Masterclass. So before I get into anything just yet, I wanna make sure you can see me. You should be able to see me and a whiteboard here standing in my office and hear me okay. So make sure, you know, in that little chat box down to the right says send email, make sure, you know, you let me know if you can hear me and you can see what I'm doing on this board here today. And I'm, I'm not actually looking at those comments today, but one of my team members is, and I'm gonna get a thumbs up in just a second here. Looks like I'm getting some thumbs up. So thank you all for interacting and letting me know that you can see me and hear me. I'm very excited to be bringing you this presentation today. So this is a little bit different if you've joined us, uh, me and the Mighty for trainings in the past. It's usually more of a slideshow presentation, but this is a little bit different when we're talking about depression. Um, a big part is energy. So before we get in here today, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kayleen. I'm a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach. So I personally struggled with CPTSD for more than 15 years and now no longer do. And I help people all over the world recover from their own PTSD and CPTSD through my Broken to Unbreakable program. And so if you wanna know more about that, you can definitely ask me about that. And like I said, I'm not monitoring those, um, those questions today, but they are private. They do get set, sent straight to me. So my team has kind of shut that down and now they're private just to me. So if you have any questions about anything, you can send them there and I'm gonna to try to get to them this week, but we're not gonna be doing a Q&A here today just because of the style of training that we're doing. So welcome all to the Hopelessness to Happiness PTSD Depression Masterclass. Like I said, I'm very excited to be here with you all today. Had a lot of people sign up. The Mighty is, is kind enough and generous enough to put these trainings on for you all. And I love being here and I love hosting them. So, so thank you for being here. Thank you for registering. You know, we're hoping to get a recording of this so we can do a replay, but we hope everything goes well live and we hope that you all enjoy the live presentation. So thank you, The Mighty. I don't know if you all know Forrest, but Forrest from The Mighty is the one who makes this stuff happen for you. So we're always communicating, trying to bring you the best experience. So if you, you know, are replying to e emails from The Mighty, definitely give Forrest a shout out and thank him for everything that he does because he does a great job there at The Mighty putting these events on. All right, so without further ado, welcome to the Hopelessness to Happiness Masterclass. So today we're gonna to be talking about five kind of key things when it comes to depression. How to generate energy from thin air, that's number one. Number two, how to ensure you get out of bed every single day. Number three, how to build hope when all seems lost. Number four, how to bring joy back into your life. And number five, how to face the resistance of depression. And I'll kind of explain what that is as we go along. And that's a term I like to use for depression. And then, you know, lastly, I'm gonna give you some additional resources if you, if you all want, and we'll get some feedback on the training and future trainings you'd wanna see. So, like I said, today we're talking about depression. And for, for me, when I was struggling with, with my CPTSD and for, you know, my boyfriend, this was a huge, huge issue. And for a lot of people, it's a huge issue because you know, not only are you usually dealing with something like a lot bigger, right? Depression is a symptom of PTSD and CPTSD and a symptom of a lot of things. But so not only can you not really work on that PTSD or healing the core of that CPTSD, but you have a hard time even, you know, doing anything or ge generating energy anywhere or getting out of bed or, or even thinking about getting out of bed. So that's what we're gonna address here today. This is a great training. We've gotten some just amazing feedback on this training. I do them for Udemy, I do them, um, I, I do them through our own kind of website and 
you know, I love doing the masterclass for a few reasons. And one of them is just because I get to, I get to stand up and teach and be in front of the whiteboard. And that's kind of what lights me up. So you're going to get to see me do some pretty silly things today. And I hope that you can enjoy them at home or wherever you are as well. So if you're seated, that's awesome. If you have the room to get up, and you'll see what I mean in just a second here when we jump in, that would be awesome too. So you can definitely look out for that. So I'm gonna race this here and we're gonna jump into our first point, which is how to generate energy from thin air. So you'll have to just bear with me in my handwriting. I've done my best to, to serve you in the best way possible, which means that of course I've prepared for you all. So we'll do red for the mighty here. How to generate energy from thin air. And now in this section, we're just going to be talking about a few things. Number one, we're going to define energy. Seems pretty straightforward, right? If we want to know how to create energy, we have to know what energy is. Number two, we're going to be talking about making the choice. So I'm going to explain what that is and how important that is. Number three, this is my all time favorite thing to do ever. If you've ever seen me do a training, if you've ever seen the masterclass before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're gonna be doing a dance party. And so if you do have some room to have a dance party with me, I am actually going to show you how to have a dance party. So if you have some room, make some room. If you don't have some room and you're seated and you're in the car listening, whatever it is, you can still have a dance party with us and I will explain that as well. Number D, number four, we're going to be talking about GSD. So this is something, this, this isn't a term that I made up and it's actually a slightly more vulgar term than I'm going to explain, but get stuff done. And so we're going to be talking about to-do lists and little tasks. And number five, what we're going to be talking about under this section is staying healthy and aware. And I'm going to give you a resource to show you kind of how to track that, how to make that work for you and how to, how to effectively implement that into your life. And now if it's your first time doing a training with me, everything I do is action based. So, you know, I always say if I could do all the work for you, I would, and I, I've, I've been there, you know, I've been to rock bottom. I've been to making the choice to kind of to give up or, or keep fighting what seems like a fruitless battle. I've, I've been to that place. You know, I've been completely, you know, an addict. I've lost uh, all of my relationships. I've had to rebuild them from the ground up. And, you know, I live this life now where I get to give and serve. And this is something that lights me up. But, you know, I've been where some of you are, where some of you have been. And it's a really hard place to be. And if I could do the work for you, I would, but unfortunately that's not how life works. So everything I teach is action, action, action based. And that's really important because, you know, you can learn a theory all day long. You can learn how the brain works. You can learn how your brain changes when you have PTSD. You can learn about how some people change it back. But if you never take action, you're never going to get anywhere. So that's why everything we do is action-based. So I do my best to, you know, explain at a higher level, but not a, a super high level. So you get what you need, you get an understanding and you can take action right away. So that's kind of the format of everything I do. If you're new, if you know me already, you know that that's true. So number one, let's define energy here. So I've written the definition for energy here and energy is the capacity 
or power to do work such as move an object by the application of force. Now I've highlighted kind of some key words here. Now energy, I put in green, energy is good, energy is awesome, energy is movement, is the capacity or power to do work such as move an object by the application of force. And now I've underlined by the application of force. And that's, I did that for a very specific reason. And what I want to talk about is, you know, the power to do work. So to do really, to do anything, to do something such as move an object. Now, what does that really mean? Now we're not, we're not getting energy from anything. We're creating energy. So we are the object. So we, the object, need the power to do work. And now how we do that by the definition of energy is by the application of force. And now this can be a tough pill to kind of swallow because this is the last thing that you want to do. I know it, but it is the most, most important thing to do. So we are the object. We have to create our own energy. We're generating our own energy by the application of force. And so that's important kind of going in through the whole training and that's going to come up and I'll probably define that kind of again and again and again, because it's really important to keep that top of mind. Energy is created by the application of force. Energy is created by the application of force, right? So like when I woke up today, now I have like, I have, I'm not trying to brag or pump my tires, but I have an amazing life. I love the life that I lead. And still, cause I'm human, you know, I get up and I do my kind of morning routine and I still have to create energy, right? So now I still have to create this energy for you. You know, what I like to sleep in and what I like to maybe just kind of chill out for the weekend and, and maybe watch a movie. Yes, yes, very much I would. And, and there are times that I, I make time to do those things. But today, what I've done by the application of force was create this energy for you. So I could put this training on for you all and for the mighty here today. So that's important going forward. Now, number two, we're talking about making the choice. And now I left this kind of ambiguous for a reason, but the choice is actually to smile. Now, so this goes along really nicely with how to create our own energy and generate our own energy. We have to bring our own energy to the world and making the choice is smiling. And so there's actually been studies done on this and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there's been studies done on forcing a 30 second smile. I'm smiling just thinking about it. And so the exercise, making the choice is making the choice to do this exercise. And the exercise is to force yourself to smile for 30 seconds, literally set a timer. You know, if you're someone who you find you don't smile a lot, 30 seconds is a long time. It's a long time anyway. See, I'm already smiling and I was, I'm going to do it for you in a second. Um, but this, by the end of the 30 seconds, you're going to find that forced smile turns into a real smile. Okay. And so like, like I said, right, I'm already kind of smiling. So we're just going to do it. So do it with me right now, you know, wherever you are, however you feel, whatever you're doing by the application of force, force yourself to do this smile. Um, I have a, I have a clock right there. I'm going to, I'll let you know when 30 seconds is over. So we'll start in two seconds, start now. And I will let you know when that 30 seconds is up and you know, you're forcing this smile and this is the, again, you're creating this energy and now you have this power and you've taken this power into your own hands. And so we're not relying on external things. We want to have the power. We want to take control of our life and our energy. Okay. So hopefully you're still smiling. 
We're still rocking and rolling there. We've got about five seconds left. And those smiles, for a lot of you probably, are turning into real smiles. And so this is really important, and I'm gonna talk about it again a little bit later when we talk about our next subject, but to bring into your everyday life, because this is a pretty simple, kind of silly, kind of fun exercise, so that 30 seconds is up, um, to, to create that energy, to really bring that into your life and make that a habit and make that a routine in your life. So that is a really super silly one, but super fun one. Excuse me here. And our third point, like I said, my personal favorite is to have a dance party. And now this is something I do probably literally every day, if not twice a day. So I am, yes, genuinely going to have a dance party with you right now. And the important thing isn't that you're a good dancer, isn't that you, uh, you know, have the right moves and you're gonna see just how bad a dancer I am here in just a second. I'll play a little clip of a song. Hopefully you can hear it through the mic here. And you know, if you're sitting, if you're just listening, you know, I want you to dance with me. If you can get up and dance to the song with me, then, then do it, you know, but if you can't and you have to stay seated, you're at an office, I don't know kind of where you're listening from, but if you're in the car, just like move your torso. So if you can see me, you can see, right, I'm already, I'm already so excited to dance and to do this. Um, so just, you just can just like kind of move your upper body. So it doesn't have to be this big extravagant to do, right? You just want to move and you just want to dance. And so I'm going to play a song here. And we're going to have a dance party. And the important thing is, you know, pick a song that, you know, you like, pick a song that's upbeat, pick a song that you enjoy dancing to that has like a good forward momentum. This is Charlie Puth. It's called Look At Me Now, and it just kind of gets me going, right? And so you just want to be jumping around, and you just you just create this energy, and you can jump, and you can spin, and I can't spin too much because I, I have a little wire on me here for the mic, but you know, you just, you just want to get into it, right? And just have a good time, and create that energy, and bring that energy, and that's the most important thing, and like I said, even if you're sitting in a car, you can create this energy. So like this is that's I'm, genu I'm genuinely that bad of a dancer, but you know, that's like, that's all that it is. And having that dance party, I mean, it gets you moving, it gets everything going. And again, you're creating that energy by the application of force. Okay. And so it's so important to do that. I literally do that every day. They say, um, there's studies done actually, this is a little unrelated, but on the effect of dancing and Alzheimer's. And so dancing is the number one activity that you can do to prevent Alzheimer's. So just, that's just a bonus, but it's exercise, right? It gets you moving. It gets your body going. It gets your mind going and it's, you know, you just start to feel good. And so that was just, you know, something silly, something quick that you can do. That is so much fun. Like I said, I do that every single day. Some good people to dance to Shania Twain, I don't know, Bee Gees, just like something with a beat, something that makes you move. Try not to pick any kind of sad songs, but something that just makes you feel good, right? You know that there's that song, whether it's like Smash Mouth or whatever, that you hear on the radio that you just like, you have to crank it up. You can't stop yourself. So that's what you're looking for in a dance party. Some of my favorites are genuinely Sh Shania Twain. So have a dance party and that can make all the difference. Like I said, you get your body moving, you get going. It makes you laugh, it makes you smile. When I do it at home, if you saw me at my house in the winter, I have these slippers and 
They have, um, I, I used to be really into horses as a kid. My feet haven't grown all that much, apparently. So I have these slippers and they have like horses. They're like actually like horse heads on them. They're like stuffed animal slippers. And so, you know, when I'm dancing in my slippers, when I put the music on, like right when I get up, the, the heads are bouncing and, you know, Shiloh, my dog, is he's coming around and he's, he's barking at them. He's a Shetland sheepdog, so he, he likes to herd them and he's, he's biting at, you know, at my slippers and we're just having a good time. And again, you're creating this energy. You have to bring this energy to the table and you have to generate this energy from yourself. So again, what we're talking about here is how to generate energy from thin air. Put some music on, have a dance party. You will not regret it. Even if you didn't like that song, even if you're sitting, even if you know, you can't, whatever it is, even if you're at work and you're feeling low energy, this is a great time. Pop some headphones in and just, you know, and just like get your torso moving and get your body moving. And you don't have to be a good dancer. I'm actually that bad of a dancer. If you saw me at a wedding, it would just be just like that. It's, it's a, a little bit sad in and of itself, but it's super fun and I enjoy it. And that's all that matters. And then our third point here, sorry, our, four, our fourth point is GSD. Get stuff done. And now if you want you can replace that S with something more adult, but get stuff done. Now, this is something I recommend to almost everyone that I work with, and it's a to-do list. And we're gonna be talking about this in the next kind of section here, but write a to-do list and accomplish small tasks. And what I, I like to do and what I like to recommend is a physical to-do list. So we're talking about like pen and paper, old-fashioned sticky note and pen, whatever it is, whiteboard and, and, and marker. Write a physical to-do list of small little tiny tasks. It doesn't have to be big things. It can be, it can be make to-do list. Got them, right? Check, got it done. It can be, you know, pick up clothes. It can be make breakfast, have breakfast, uh, clean up from breakfast, do dishes from, from breakfast, put dishes away from breakfast. You wanna make it really little things because what we're looking to do here is build momentum. And again, create that energy. And this is a way to do that of starting small and just making that to-do list and actually making the first thing on your to-do list, make to-do list is really powerful. And then why I recommend doing it on pen and paper is you get to cross it off. You get to like physically feel the effects of like, yes, I did it or like check it off or erase it or whatever it is. And then when you're done with that to-do list, again, make it super, super small tasks. You have all this momentum to do the next task and to cross it off and to cross it off, to cross it off. And when you're done with it, you can literally crumple it up. If you do it on real paper or if you print it, whatever it is, you can crumple it up and you can throw it away and you can just slam dunk it. Okay. So that's another way to generate that energy. You have to force by the application of force. You have to bring that energy to the table. So that's a really, really good exercise. And number five, uh, we're talking about staying healthy and staying aware. And this is a little bit more about sapping energy. So we wanna be careful, you know, when we're generating all this energy, we wanna be careful we're not taking it away. And now we've worked really hard to get this energy. It's by the application of force. And we don't want anything to take that away. And so, you know, we wanna be careful of, and I'm gonna list a few things here, of, of staying healthy and staying aware of our energy. And so what I have here, it's called an energy levels audit. And you know, there are certain things in our life that sap our energy. There are certain things that give us energy. For example, going outside, it gives me energy or going out in the snow. If you live somewhere where there's snow, going out in the snow gives me energy. 
going, you know, to just going swimming, taking a cold shower gives me energy. So, but you have to become aware of those things. Okay, what gives me energy and what takes my energy away? Here's an example of something that takes energy away that people aren't often aware of. Um, this was a big one for me is food, right? So like cheesecake was a big one for me is cheesecake is very, very heavy. And oftentimes, you know, like around Thanksgiving, yeah, you know, I go to my boyfriend's family's house or I go to my family house and everyone brings a ton of dessert, a ton of pie, a ton of cheesecake. Oh, it's so good, right? And so I help myself to a couple slices of cheesecake. And you'll notice, like, I, if, if you're someone who celebrates Thanksgiving, if you're in the States, you know, what happens after everyone eats a Thanksgiving meal? What happens after everyone has dessert after Thanksgiving? Right? You go to the couch and everyone kind of passes out, right? Everyone just, like, just falls asleep because they sap their energy. And now food is something that takes your awareness and it takes your energy. Overeating takes your energy. So for me, eventually I started to notice, okay, when I have a big serving of cheesecake, I feel tired. I feel kind of like cranky. I don't feel so well. And then as time goes on, as I like digest that cheesecake or whatever, I start to get that energy back and I start to feel that clarity. I start to feel better again. So food is a really, really big one. And I'm not saying to give up cheesecake by any stretch of the imagination. It's delicious, but be, be aware of overeating. So now when I eat cheesecake, I eat, you know, a very small amount, just enough to be like, oh, that was so good, but it doesn't take my energy away because I don't want to sacrifice my energy for cheesecake. Okay, so, so what I have here, and I'll, I'll kind of draw it on the board here for you all. It's called an energy levels audit. And now this is, maybe I'll try to email this to you all and get this out to you all because I have a little download um, that I can give to you, but the energy levels audit, is really, really simple. So if we don't end up kind of emailing this to you, it's, it's really simple. So it's just a tracking system to become aware of what things, you know, make you feel good, make you feel bad, make you feel awesome, make you feel worse. And so it's just the date, you're gonna write the date, and then what gave me energy, and what took. So basically that's all it is. So a couple days ago, it was the 4th of July. So let's just say 4th of July, which would be six. Okay. And what gave me energy was exercise. What gave me energy was water. Oh, big one, staying hydrated. Water, especially um, water, as we say it here in, in the States, water. Uh, what took my energy was overeating, right? I'm not human. Sometimes I still engage. What took my energy was two hamburgers. What took my energy was Netflix. Okay. And so it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward and you can kind of make your own. And I'll talk to you about a little bit about what things to kind of keep an eye out, but you want to be aware of what takes your energy and what gives you energy. Basically what's positive and what's negative. And this is just kind of a good general rule for, for your life. And again, like a lot of people aren't aware of the things that take their energy and the things that give them energy. And you know, this is your life. This is your energy. And again, we're by the application of, of force, we're working so hard for this energy. We don't want to give it up for, for no reason. We don't want to give it up for anything. We want to keep it all to ourselves. We want to be selfish. We want to take all of this energy. I mean, we created it. We deserve it, right? Um, so the energy levels audit. 
think about everything that you do. So it's just to become aware. So it's just a tracking system to become aware of the things that you do, the things that take your energy and the things that give you energy. So, you know, think about sleep duration. If you, excuse me, if you don't sleep so well, maybe you don't get enough sleep. Again, it was the 4th of July a few days ago. And, you know, let's say you stayed out late and you got up early to go to work on time. Uh, maybe you were out too late. Maybe you were, you know, engaging in some, some alcohol or a lot of overeating or a lot of like barbecue, whatever it is, right? So, so sleep duration is a really good one. So when I get too much sleep, I don't have a lot of energy. When I get way not enough sleep, I don't have a lot of energy. But there is this kind of perfect seven, eight, nine hours that like I wake up and I feel like, ah, oh, yes. So that's one to look out for. Quality of sleep. So for those of you who are here um, that have PTSD or see PTSD, this can be a really challenging one, right? And that is kind of a whole nother training in and of itself. But quality of, of sleep, did, did you like, was it, was the room the perfect temperature? Did you have like just the right blanket? Was, was your pillow just right? Was your pillow cool? And was it the, just the, the perfect sleep the fan was on? You were just like zen, you just like got in, fell asleep and it was perfect. Or, you know, was it kind of a restless night? Was it too hot in the room so you were restless? Was it just, was it just not a good quality of sleep? And then consistency of sleep times is a big one. And if you know me, if you've seen some of the other trainings, you know, I talk a lot about routine and a lot about keeping things consistent. And, you know, okay, so if I go to bed at 8 p.m., I feel great. If I go to bed at 11 p.m., not so great. If I go to bed at 9.30, I feel okay. So again, just kind of some things to look out for. Exercise, okay, I went on this bike ride um, yesterday, you know, on the 4th of July, I went for a bike ride and it was a 10 mile bike ride. It was all flat, it was good, but man, I felt so good at the end of the day, like bike ride gave me exercise, uh, gave, me, gave me energy. That's a really good one. Or, you know, I, I went way too far. I pushed myself way too hard and it took all my energy. Or I went for a walk in the sun and being outside gave me energy. Just some things to look for. Um, diet, same thing. We talked about food, productivity, and accomplishment. This is another good one. You know, I did my to-do list and I, I, you know, I got up and we'll talk about, you know, morning routines in just a second here, but I got up and I just, I checked it off and I did it. And I just, I was so productive today. I crushed it and it was awesome. And it gave me energy or, you know, I wasn't so productive today because it was a weekend because I didn't have to be productive and I felt okay, but it, it, it took my energy still. You know, it feels good to have a full day, whatever it is, uh, workplace enjoyment, fulfillment, and purpose. Now, this is something that's going to come up again in, in a little bit. But, you know, if you maybe you, you go to a job that you don't really like or people are especially negative at your job and, you know, that can sap your energy. It can like zap it right out of you. You go and you're with people you don't want to be with. You're doing something you don't enjoy. That can absolutely take your energy. So that's something to look out. Again, fulfillment, purpose, same thing. Do you feel like, you know, there's something that's driving you? Do you feel like there's something in the future for you? Does that, you know, does the thought of that or the lack of that give you energy or take your energy? And, you know, setting worthy goals. Do you set goals that, you know, you're excited about achieving? Do you, or do you set goals that are like, you feel like are, you know, I set goals because it's New Year's and, you know, people tell me to, but mm, I, don't, I don't really care for them. And, you know, open loops, this is a good one. Are there things in your head? Are there things in your life that you've just like, you've, you know, you haven't mailed that bill or you haven't texted these people back? And this is a big one. This is a big one for me for taking my energy away. It's like, 
oh, you know, I have to do this thing and oh, I have to, I have to clean this before this date and I have to make sure my house is in order and, you know, I have to make sure I get this project done and maybe, maybe if you're in school, like this assignment has to be done by this date. And like you have all these open loops, so you have all these like open projects that are just not getting done. That can be definitely a sapper of energy, at least if you're someone like me. So just some things to look out for. And again, it's, it's all about the awareness, you know, stay aware of what takes your energy and what gives you energy. So like, like I said before, something that gives me energy is being outdoors, being in the sun, being in the cold, being in, you know, at, at the beach, being in the water, taking a, sh a shower or a cold shower, just like, oh, it just gives me energy. So think about those things. So sound good? I'm going to take a sip here and then we're going to transition to how to ensure you get out of bed every day. And this is one of my personal favorites. I have a lot of favorites. If you know me, you know, I say that all the time because I, I just love all of this information. I love what I do and I love teaching it to you all. So we're going to transition into that in just a sec. All right. So we'll take this down again. The energy will probably come up again and we'll take this down. And again, the energy levels audit, you know, it, well, I'll try to get an email to you so you can have the download, but that's all that it is, is, is the date, what gave you energy, what took your energy and just staying aware. So it's just a really simple worksheet to help you stay aware of those things. All right. So that's it for how to generate energy from thin air. Number two, how to ensure you get out of bed every day. Now this can be a really challenging one for a lot of different reasons and for a lot of different people. And so what we're going to be talking about in this one here is something I call PTT, which I'll explain in a second. I love my little acronyms and then morning routine and finally energy activity, which are some of the activities we talked about just a minute ago, and I'm going to explain some more, but number one, excuse me, is PTT. And this is something I still do because it's that important plan tomorrow, today. That's what PTT stands for. At the end of every workday, at the end of every personal day I have, I PTT, I plan tomorrow today because, you know, I found out on my recovery, I found out working with people all over the world that this makes the difference. If you want to have a great day, it starts the night before. It starts planning the next day. So I know we have some people from all over the world kind of watching this training. If you're watching this at night, go and do this right when this training is done and plan tomorrow today. And now what do we want to plan, right? We want to plan when we're going to get up. We want to plan our morning routine, which I'm going to talk about in a second. We want to plan what, what would make tomorrow great. What would make tomorrow like, ah, yes, I won. I did a good thing. It was great. Like what would make it awesome? And then we're going to be talking about in our morning routine, our first win, and this is a cool one, 
and there have actually been books written on this, this first win. But first and foremost, how to ensure you get out of bed every single day is to plan tomorrow today. Now, morning routines. Again, if you've seen trainings with me, you know how much I love consistency. Consistency in healing is the only magic pill, and this will come up again and again and again. Now, a morning routine, having something kind of set in stone that you do every single day is really important for consistency. And it, you know, and then when you plan your tomorrow today, you already have the first section. You, you've got it. And you have to you know, start to make this a habit. If you've seen my you know, recovery training, if you've seen the PTSD and CPTSD recovery training, you know I talk about consistency. You know I talk about the habits that you need to complete your recovery journey, to be re re uh, successful on your recovery journey. And that is morning routine. So if you stepped into my life, I could, I could hand you my schedule and you could do it. Like pretty much the same way that I do, minus obviously some, some things that only I can do, but I could hand you my morning routine and it'd be like, okay, get up, have a glass of water, make my bed, okay? Brush my teeth, you know, do whatever I need to do in there. Um, take Shiloh out, take Shiloh for a walk, exercise, you know, and you'd have my exercise routine underneath that. And then, you know, shower, get dressed, meditate, read for a little bit, do affirmations, do, you know, and, and all of those things are part of my morning. So I get up at five and I start work at 7.30. And so between five and 7.30, two and a half hours, that's a long time. And one of them, of course, is coffee. Um, between five and 7.30 is my morning routine. And it's super important and it's consistent every single day. So morning routine, whatever that is, craft it. And always on your morning routine should be make your bed. And if you've, if you've heard, if you've heard about the book, um, I forget who wrote it, I think it was a military guy. You know, he wrote a book called Make Your Bed. And he gave a, a commencement speech on it at, at some college, uh, whatever. Making your bed is the first win in your day. So you, you get out of bed. Now, a trick to kind of making sure that you get out of bed is setting your alarm and putting it across the room, okay? Because otherwise it's really annoying. So, you know, right when you hear that alarm, get off, stand up, get out of bed, shut it off, make your bed. And there's a few reasons that you wanna do this. Number one, it's the first win of the day. You've already accomplished a task. You already get to check something off. And so when we're talking about energy, again, we're creating it by force and we're, we're putting all this work in and we really wanna be able to reap the benefits. And a lot of this force is, is about momentum. And so the more momentum you get, the less force you have to apply. So at first, it's really challenging. It's like pushing a boulder, right? You need like all this force to get it going but then once it gets going, it's like, okay, all right, this is getting a little easier. And then all of a sudden it's like doing the work itself. And like, that's where I'm at now, right? I don't feel like I need to, to, to force it, right? And there are, there are certain times, like, like here with you, you know, I, this is like genuinely my energy level. But, you know, I make sure I'm alert. I make sure I'm here with you so I can serve you in the best way. So you make your bed. It's the first win of the day. You're starting that momentum. You're getting that momentum going. And it feels good at the end of the day to get in a made bed. Right? It's like going to a hotel or something. You know, you go to a hotel and it's like, ah, oh, like this room is so neat. Everything looks so good. And you get into your, you know, your tuck sheets and it just feels good, right? It's cool. It's not messy. It feels good to be in there. So that's really important. Make sure you get that first win, which is making your bed. And then number three, in your morning routine, in your plan tomorrow or today, 
you know, you want to think about, okay, these are the things I'm going to do. One, I'm always going to add, make my bed. You can always add, you know, drink water. You get dehydrated during the night. You know, we talked about staying healthy and aware in the last section. And, you know, again, you're, 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 you get dehydrated overnight. You don't drink for like eight, eight hours. And so the first thing, like one of the very first things that I do is besides make my bed is, is drink a full glass of water and it gets kind of your body and your metabolism going again, but in energy activity. So whether that's the 30 second smile, whether that's the dance party, whether that's a walk outside, whether that's, you know, if you're like a 10 pushups kind of person, a jumping jacks kind of person, I used to do that. I used to, um, I used to teach sailing and when my class wasn't energetic enough, when they were, it, I used to teach all different ages and college kids, you know, towards the end of the semester would just kind of be like tired and done and like ready to kind of like senioritis, if you've ever heard that term. And before we did the lesson, you know, I want to make sure everyone's alert and aware so I can teach and so it can serve in the best way possible. We do jumping jacks, right? And it always got the energy up and it always got the kind of the momentum for the day and for the lesson. So choose an energy activity to add to your morning routine. So when you plan tomorrow today, you know, think about what would make tomorrow great? What would, you know, if I was laying in bed tomorrow night and tomorrow already happened and I did these three things, what would make them great? What would do it? And have a specific plan to do that. So specific in your morning routine and your morning routine can extend into your day. So very often my morning routine, I want to get my first three things done, like right out the gate. And usually I pick the hardest things, the things I've been like dreading that day. So if it's like, uh, send this, send this email to this person and it's like super, super long. Okay. Like that's the first thing I'm going to do. And then it's going to be like, Oh, the hard thing is out of the way. So I do my morning routine. I do the three things usually that will make that day great. And now I have all this momentum. I've created all this energy. And again, so that make sure you add an energy activity because it's super important. And like I said, it's like pushing a boulder. So at first it's really, really challenging. Now, like I don't, I don't need to exert a lot of force to put on a dance party or to, to do the smile activity. Like I just do it. It's just super fun or to exercise, right? When you're getting into exercising, it takes a good amount of willpower, a good amount of force to do those things at first. But as you, you know, exercise more and more and you start to kind of feel the benefits of it, you have this momentum. So it's a lot easier to get yourself to the gym or to get yourself outside or things like that. So that's how you ensure you get out of bed every single day is plan tomorrow today. So if you're somewhere right now where it's nighttime or nearing nighttime, try this, make a to-do list with your morning routine, make sure you have, make your bed on there and make sure you have an energy activity, whether that's the smile activity, getting outside or dancing, whatever it is, make sure you put it on. So PTT is super duper duper important. And like I said, you know, in, in regards to, to information that I teach, I don't ever teach something that I haven't personally done and it hasn't personally affected my life in a super positive way and it hasn't served my life. And so when I'm telling you to do these things, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just telling you, right. They're from, they're from, place of pain usually. Right. And so doing all these things myself, you know, way back when to, to get myself up and going and like, you know, you can see where I'm at now. If you, if you watch the trainings, if you listen to the podcast that my partner and, and I do, you, you see kind of where I am now and you see like, these are the things that got me here. So it's not just, I'm not, I would never ever BS you. And again, everything is action based. So it's super important. You know, I've worked with people all over the world that you take these 
almost like take them as scripture and like just do them and apply them and apply them consistently because consistency over time is the only, only, only magic pill in healing. Actually, I have a, I have a chart here. This isn't from this training, but this is a results over time chart. And you know, this is all about consistency and something that's called the compound effect. And I teach it in a lot of my trainings and a lot of things that I do. And you know, this right here, we have results and right here we have time. And we can see like, okay, we're taking action, we're taking action. You know, we're not really getting a ton of results. We're taking action. We're taking action for a long, long time. But then all of a sudden we start to see results. And then all of a sudden we see a ton of results. And this is that momentum that I was talking about. This is that pushing the boulder. It's like, oh, I just like, it's so hard to get it going. I just can't quite get it going, but I'm working. I'm doing it consistent, consistently. And then all of a sudden you have this exponential growth until you're literally off of the chart. And so that's what consistency can do for you. That's what action can do for you. And that's what consistency over time can do for you. And like I said, it's the only magic pill in healing. If you consistently take actions on the things that I tell you, if you, you know, if you were here with us for the, relief tools training, the anxiety training, consistency over time. If you've seen my PTSD and CPTSD recovery training, consistency over time in everything that we do. So I hope that brings a little clarity to why I'm saying that and why I'm constantly saying that. And you know, now we'll talk about how to build hope when all seems lost. Let's get this guy out of here. So how do we build hope when all seems lost? Now this was a big issue that I had. This is a big issue that a lot of people have. And the term I've been using, you know, lately is what lights you up. You know, is there something that you do or have done in the past or think about doing that lights you up that like you just feel you feel that energy you, you don't even feel like you have to create it you think about being a rock star oh just like gets you so excited you think about giving back to people like me for me like what lights me up is teaching what lights me up is giving you this information is is serving people through trainings and and helping people and helping people on their recovery journey it lights me up it gets me up in the morning so how do we build hope when all seems lost is number one, find your purpose. Or as I like to say, what lights you up? And think about that. You know, is there a thing when I said, the moment I said, what lights you up? Was there a thing that you were like, okay, uh, be an astronaut or uh, like play, play, Gillette Stadium or play MSG, you know, Madison, Madison Square Garden in, in New York City or, you know, dance as, as a rock cat, whatever, whatever it was. And it doesn't have to be like a big like thing, you know, but what lights you up? You have to find what lights you up. And then number two, when you're talking about, you know, asking what you want. And now this is something that a lot of people don't do ever in their life. And so it's something I like to do with people and we'll do it in just a second. And I'll explain how important it is and how it's 
one of the most selfless, not selfish, one of the most selfless things that you can do for you, that you can do for your family, that you can do in your life. Number three, look for people who have done it. Now, what is it? We'll talk about that in a second and why it's so so important to find those references so if if you know if you if you work with me one-on-one -on -one in the recovery program you know about references you know about beliefs if you've seen the ptsd and cptsd recovery training you know a little bit about beliefs and how important they are to your recovery journey and i'll talk about that in a second and then number four is small steps so you know there's that old Chinese proverb that's like the journey of a thousand steps, a thousand miles starts with a step. And that is really, really true. So this is really important. So number one, purpose, what lights you up? Now, finding what lights us up can be challenging. And for a lot of people that I work with, they're, you know, into their 60s, some of them uh, into their 70s, and they feel like, like they don't have enough time to find what lights them up or you know like why does at this point why does it matter and you know that couldn't be further from the truth you know no matter what age you are no matter how young you are how you know old you are 60s not old you know people live to like I don't know, over a hundred these days you got another like 40 years you know what i'm talking about so you know you, it doesn't matter what age you are it's really important to find what lights you up and again this doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be be a rock star, but if you want it to be be a rock star, then, then make it that. If that's what lights you up, that's what lights you up. And, you know, we find what lights us up by asking what you want. So I want you to take a second right now, and I'm going to take some water. I want you to take a second right now and think about what do I want? What lights me up? What do I want? And really think about that and sit in that for a second. And as thoughts start to pop into your head, what I want you to do is try to ignore the thoughts that say, yeah, but, or, mm, but, you know, realistically, yeah, but how, you know, all of those things that start with that, the yeah, but, or how would you, or that's not realistic, ignore all those thoughts. So as you ask yourself what you want, what lights you up? Again, if it's being an astronaut, that's awesome. And so, you know, a lot of people, if they have an aspiration like being an astronaut, they think like, oh, you know, what, what would I want? I want to be an astronaut. And then all of a sudden, this mind in the back of their head starts to say, yeah, but what about your dog? Yeah, but you don't have enough schooling. Yeah, but can you really be an astronaut? You're not tall enough. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. Yeah, but you know, you need to focus on your current career so you can support your family. So I want you to ignore all those things for a second. Don't think about your dog. Don't think about your family. Don't think about anything except for you. What do you want? If you were the only person that mattered and truly like you are the person that matters. I promise this won't hurt your family. Think about you for the next like 60 seconds and it won't do any harm to your dog. It won't do any harm to your family. And think about what really lights you up and what, what you enjoy. What, what is it? Is it being a, a swimmer? Is it professionally doing photography, professionally doing art? You know, ask yourself what you want. So take a second right now and ask yourself what you want.
All right, so I really hope that you did that because it's really important. And if you didn't do it, make time to do it. Ask yourself what you want. Ask yourself what lights you up. And then the next thing I want you to do is look for people who have done it. This is so, so important. We have to, you know, it's, it's, this is your life that we're talking about. And we're, you know, today we're talking about depression. Today we're talking about having to create energy, right? Cause we don't already have it. And having a passion, having something that like makes you want to jump out of bed, not even get out of bed, jump out of bed in the morning. Cause you're so excited cause it lights you up is really important, right? Because you're going to take that momentum and you, you, like I showed you that compound effect before I showed you that chart just now results over time and having a purpose, having a passion for something is going to get you there even faster and it's going to be even easier. So whatever it is, and I don't know you, I don't know your situation. I don't know what you want. I don't know what lights you up. I've told you what lights me up. What lights me up is, you know, is dogs. Dogs light me up just in the best way, right? So I love spending time with dogs. Okay. So, you know, maybe I want to be a vet. Okay. Not, you know, not so much, but I love teaching dogs. I love babysitting dogs. You know, I love teaching people about mental health. I love just teaching in general, right? I've, I've taught all sorts of different things. Helping people would be my umbrella, like what lights me up. And that, that's mine, right? And what do I want? I want to help people. I want to get out of bed every day and make a difference. I want to get, and that's, that's why, you know, uh, you know, when Forrest and I from the mighty, Forrest from the mighty and I connected, it's just like, Hey, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to put on this free training. It's value only. That's all that it is, is to help you because I so wish, I so wish when I was struggling that someone would have just said like, do this, do this consistently over time and you'll get here, right? And so reach out a hand. I'm, I'm reaching out a hand to you. And if I could physically grab your hand, I would. And to help you into this position that I am now, because then we get to help the world. And I know for some of you out there, a lot of people who have been in hard situations, you know, call themselves, you know, empaths. That's awesome. That's great. But you know what? <laughs> a lot of people love to help other people, especially when you've been through hardship. So it's just, it's really, really important. To, to find what lights you up. And you know, me spreading this message to you, you spreading it to someone else, it's just this big chain reaction and we all live in this world together. So whatever it is that lights you up, whether it's being an astronaut or a rock star or a, a gardener, and just having your own vegetable garden and just sustaining vegetables for the year or having an indoor vegetable garden, again, it can be really big, it's like we've been to the moon, you know, nothing's impossible. So it can be really, really big or it can be, it can be really humble and it really doesn't matter if it lights you up, it lights you up and, you know, ask yourself what it is that you want. And that's so, so important. So again, don't listen to that voice that says, yeah, but mm, you know, and all those negative things that just kind of pour in when we think about us for a second, when we think about what we want, when we think about what lights us up, don't, think about any of those things. Just think about what you want and then look for people who have done it. So you need to create references of people who have done it. Now we, again, we've, we've been to the moon. If you, you know, I'm in the United States. So if you, however many years ago, talk to a native American and you were like, uh, see that? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to walk on that. We're going to go there and we're going to walk on it and we're going to put a flag in it you know, they would be like, you're out of your mind. You're, 
you know, insane and go away. You know, they would think that you're absolutely out of your mind, but we did it. Okay. So that voice in your head is like that person that, that doesn't, can't see the future. And that's not no fault of their own. That voice isn't bad. It's just not valid. Okay. So you have to believe in yourself, but a big key to believing in yourself is looking for people who have done it. So, you know, if you want to be a musician, if you want to be a rock star, look for rock stars, right? Like Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, uh, Taylor Swift, like one of the biggest pop stars on the planet, Ed Sheeran, uh, Charlie Puth. I played his music before Sean Mendez, uh, the Beatles, you know, look for people who have done it. A lot of them actually this shelf back here are, are a lot of people who have done amazing things. I have a few books from Ellen, from Shania Twain, from Dolly Parton, you know, and from all sorts of people who have done all sorts of great things because people have done it. And a lot of people, right, like me, like exactly what I'm doing now is like Dolly Parton wrote a book on her experiences and how, you know, the hardships that she went through in her life and then how she was able to achieve great, like she has a statue in her hometown. That's, that's pretty cool for some people, right? And so look for those people. There are people out there who have done it or done real close things, real similar things, right? So before anyone landed on the moon, it's like, okay, like someone is out there also having this dream. Someone is out there, you know, with the theory behind it. Someone is out there sending, sending rocket ships to it. So, you know, then what's the next step? So look for people who have done things like that and small steps, take small steps. Like I said, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And we want to always be thinking about like, you know, where we are now is right here. And what can be tricky is a lot of people, especially when they do something like this, when they think of like a dream or a goal, you know, you think of the end result, which is this like big, fantastic for a lot of people, like just super duper. It would light you up. It would make you so happy. Like Disney world destination. Like this is just paradise. Right. And you know, if getting to paradise lights you up, that's great. And now, now all of a sudden we have 10,000 miles and a lot of people, what they do is they see, Oh, here's where I am. And here's where I want to go. Well, there's 10,000 miles. Like there's no way. And again, that's that voice in your head. And you know, all you have to do is think about how do I get here? Great. And then get there and then, okay, how do I get here? Awesome. How do I get here? How do I get here, 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 here? And then before you know it, eventually you get there and there's all sorts of roadblocks along the way, whether it's your healing journey or whatever, but it's really important to think about what's my next step. What's going to get me one step closer to reaching this destination for me? What's going to get me one step closer to to helping the world know this information. Okay. I'll reach out to forest at the mighty and we'll put a training on, you know, we had a couple hundred of you sign up for this. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, that's going to help me get one step closer to, you know, reaching a billion people or 7 billion people. What's going to get me that next step, next step, next step, next step. Right. And so like eventually once I get here and it's like, okay, I've reached everyone on the planet who speaks English, what's going to help me get that next step. Okay. I have to learn a new language or I have to get someone to translate this information and do it all over again in another language. Okay. And so like, I'm not intimidated by that goal. I'm not embarrassed by that goal. It's something that lights me up. I, yes. I want, I know there's 7 billion people on this planet and you know, I don't have a camel. I can't reach a lot of people on this planet. I don't have a plane, right? I don't speak any other language except, except for English and sometimes gibberish. Okay. And so 
I know that's really far off, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about what's the next step. And right now, the next step is serving you in the highest way possible. It's giving you this information so you can apply it, so you can have energy, so you can help yourself, and so you can help someone else. Or you can do what, what you want and do what lights you up. So just a quick little model there, and it's, it's so important. So that's how we build hope when all is lost, is to start thinking about what do I want? What do I want to do? What lights me up? So I hope that you kind of enjoy that. Again, everything here is action-based. So action, 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 action. You have to take actions on these things to get them to work. And like I said, I'm not telling you anything that I haven't personally applied. I would never, ever, ever give you advice that I haven't personally taken. So really important. And you know, obviously none of you knew me at rock bottom, but all this information and everything I teach is you know, a piece of what got me from absolute rock bottom, alone, addict, like laying on my kitchen floor, just like completely hopeless to like excited every single day. Like I, I jump out of bed some mornings. Like, yes, I'm still human and I'm still tired some mornings, but like, and you know, yes, I still wanna watch movies some days, but you know, there, I jump out of bed most days and I wasn't that person before. And I, I, I reach out to people to like, how can I help more people? How can I do more? And I work, like I work a ton. I work more than like 11 hours every day because it lights me up because I enjoy it because it is a passion of mine. So really, really important. How to build hope when all seems lost is find that peace, find that little fire inside of you because it can push you through the hardest of times. So that is it for that. And now we will transition to how to bring joy back to your life. So give me a second here to transition. Right, I hope you all are enjoying this training. It's a little bit of a different style than we normally do, right? Like I said, normally we do the, the PowerPoint kind of style, but it can be important, especially when we're talking about depression, to, to have someone live and have someone be able to show the energy. And so you can watch me make a fool of myself and dance and all these things. So the next thing we're talking about is how to bring joy back into your life. So this is the fourth of five things that we're gonna be talking about today. And, you know, like I said before, you all can keep asking uh, questions in that question box. It says send email, they get sent straight to me. I'm the only one who's gonna see them at this point. And, you know, if you have questions on anything that we're talking about, you know, hopefully I'll answer them by the end of the training and I won't get to do a Q&A today, but hopefully I'll be able to get to all of them at some point this week. So if you have questions, you know, reach out in that, in that box there and hopefully I'll, I'll get to email you back personally uh, later in the week. So don't feel shy about asking questions. I can't see them at this moment. Usually I have them pulled up side by side on my screen when I do trainings, but this is a little bit different, obviously. So how to bring joy back into your life. Number one, make a list. So, wow, okay, you really like lists? I really like lists. Number one, make a list of all the things that currently bring you joy or used to bring you joy. And this is a favorite of mine because just making this list, and sometimes this is something that I do, I don't know, if, like we're all human, right? If I'm feeling like, just especially in the winter here, we have some pretty harsh winters, just like, I just feel sad and I just feel like I wanna stay inside and not do anything. I make a list of all the things that bring me joy, right? And so snowball fights, building snowmen, having, 
having hot soup on a cold day, watching movies with my boyfriend, you know, snowshoeing with my dog Shiloh. I don't know why they're all snow related. Um, swimming. I love going to the beach. I love just just feeling my feet in the sand and feeling the power of the ocean and the salt air. Um, I love teaching. I love sailing. I love playing music. I'm a musician. I love, you know, playing gigs. I, I play out locally sometimes and, you know, I just I sing and I play the guitar at some coffee shops, some, some restaurants and it, they, those are things that bring me joy or things that used to bring me joy, right? Like I don't have a ton of snowball fights these days, but you know, it just, it makes me happy. It starts to make me smile. So make a list of things that bring you joy or used to bring you joy. And that can be really important. And just making that list alone, you know, something that can be important is visualizing and really feeling, you know, what does it, what does that feel like? You know, cause when's the last time you felt that thing? Like when's the last time you had a snowball fight and you just like had so much fun and you just like allowed yourself to have so much fun. When's the last time that that happened? And you know, I can't remember the last time I had a snowball fight with all of my friends. You know, sometimes Shiloh and, and Brad, my boyfriend and I have a snowball fight, my dog, my boyfriend and I, and it's, it's not quite as enthused as it was when we were kids. But you know, I think about that and I think about that was really fun. And that really did bring me a lot of joy and it brings me joy just to think about it. So that can be really powerful or making a list of things that currently bring you joy just to remind you, oh, hey, like I'll go swimming, you know, like tomorrow, you know, I, for, I forgot how much, how much going sailing brings me joy. Tomorrow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sailing. I'm gonna make sure I get out and I go sailing and I'm just able to enjoy it and relax and feel the joy that it brings me. Because I didn't, I kind of forgot. And it's, you know, life gets busy and things get a little wild sometimes. So that can be a really, really helpful exercise. And number two, you hear me talk about this a lot, is get outside get outside. We are animals at our core, at our root, at our, you know, origination, original thing. You know, we are, we're animals. You know, if we come from monkeys, monkeys are animals. And so, you know, we used to live in caves and like run and like hunt buffalo and be like big and strong and tough. And like now a lot of times we're like inside and it's like the perfect temperature. It's like, it's like 70 degrees always. And you know, we have these, these constant lights on us and, you know, we're always inside and on our phones and getting all this like instant gratification, which can be challenging. And so it's really important to get outside into, you know, whether it's weather dependent or not, you know, get outside and just be outside can be really, really important to bring that joy back into you. Cause like I said, it's like a natural kind of core thing. And I'm not telling you, you have to go hike Everest or go for, you know, a super long walk in the woods or, you know, dive into a lake or anything like that. Simply stepping outside and allowing yourself to just enjoy it for a second and feel it. And whether it's raining or snowing or below zero or super duper hot out, go outside just for a minute and feel how powerful it is and feel the sun and feel the snow and feel the rain. I love going outside in the rain and just like it just pouring it's like so dramatic and i love being outside in the rain i think it's just so fun it gives me so much energy and i know that sounds a little wacko but it, it really does feed my energy and it brings me a lot of joy it just like reminds me that like hey i'm alive even when it's like hot right it's july here now even when it's like super hot and it's like oh so muggy out 
it's like, wow, this is, this is a really powerful force and it, it feels good to be in the sun. So get outside and that can bring a lot of joy back into your life. And then number three, and you'll, you'll hear me talk about this a lot through trainings and through uh, if we work together one-on-one. -on -one. I hope you can see that green there on the board. It says positivity and surround yourself with positivity. Surround yourself with positive inputs. This is something, I mean, you can see, uh, I think you can see hopefully the bookshelves behind me. And this is something that is so important in our life, no matter if we're depressed or not. There is an epidemic of negativity and it infects the whole world, right? You walk into anywhere, a hair salon, a gas station, a pizza parlor, and you know, you walk in and what do you see? I want you to think about, like, if you walked into a pizza parlor right now, if you walked into a dentist office right now, and those seem like pretty opposite, right? If you walk into a pizza parlor, a dentist office, or a hair salon, or a gas station, what do those things have in common? I want you to think about that for a second to see if anyone can kind of guess what I'm about to say. So I hope, I hope some of you guessed, but the thing that they have in common is televisions. Okay, so you walk into a pizza parlor, and there's not one, there's not two, there's not three, there's like six televisions, and they're all on, and they're all on the news channels, right? And now we know news is negative. And the reason that news is negative is because we are wired to look for negativity. So again, back to that primitive, like, get outside kind of thing, we are wired to look for negativity because we don't want to get eaten, you know? We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to get hurt by a buffalo or, a, you know, a lion or a monkey or anything like that. We, we need to protect ourselves. And so we're constantly seeking negativity. And that's what sells, quite honestly. And so when you hear something negative on the news, you turn, you look, you watch. You know, there, there are channels that are meant to make you watch. And negativity always wins. And negativity actually weighs seven times as much as a positive. So negative versus a positive. So seven versus one. And you think about that is like, what that means is, you know, you need seven times as many positive inputs just to, just to level out. So like, let's say I, you know, I got cut off. I was driving and I was getting off an exit and somebody cut me off. And I was like, you know, I was really, I was really upset and it was a really negative event. Let's say that weighs at a seven. So that weighs seven times as much as, as much as a positive. And then, you know, I get to the office and Brad hands me a flower, like super sweet. He like picks me a flower and he's like, hi honey, like great to see you. And I was like, oh, that's great. And that's a positive. And, but that only weighs in at a one. So what that means is like at the end of the night, you know, when I go hang out with my friends, whatever it is I do at the end of the night, what am I going to talk about? Oh, this, this stupid out-of-state driver, you know, they cut me off and I can't believe the, the tourists here and all those things. You know, I'm not going to think about the flower that Brad gave me, even though that was so sweet. I would need him to hand me another six flowers for it to even level out. Or seven flowers for me to be like, oh, Brad gave me a flower today and it was the best thing. And so I know that's kind of silly, but to put numbers on it can be helpful for some people is... You know, we live in a world of negativity, negative news, negative people, negative things. People are always complaining. People are always, 
people are always negative. Social media is negative. People are always comparing themselves to others. And so what that means is since we live in a negative world, we need to intentionally input positivity at every moment, every single thing that we can do. We have to input positivity any, any chance we get. And so I, this is something I still do because we live in a negative world, a very negative world. Gossip is negative, right? You go see your friends. It's like, oh, this person, you know, cheated on this person. And, oh, did you see this TV show? And, oh, did you hear about this really bad event? And, you know, all these negative things. And we need to be careful. We need to start to become aware of that. And if we want to bring joy back into our life, we have to raise this positive number. So what I have behind me here are all sorts of books and they're all positive books. They're all from inspiring people. You know, there's Shania Twain, Dolly Parton, Billy Graham, Amy Poehler, J Jennifer Hudson, uh, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, Martha Stewart. They're all people that, you know, have done really cool things that have, that live in this world and achieve and give and give back to people and serve people. And so I'm constantly inputting my, myself, my mind with positivity. And you know, the way I like to explain positivity and negativity is like your brain is like a glass of water. And because of all the negativity, it's like a glass of really muddy water. Like you definitely wouldn't want to drink that water. And what we need to do is we need to pour clean water, positive water, in order to flush all of that bad water out. And so you're going to pour some positive water in and the murky water is going to start to kind of pour out and pour over the sides, but it's still going to be murky. It's going to be murky for a while until you pour enough clean water in that it flushes all of the bad water out. So that's just another way of kind of thinking about it, but it's so important to input positivity. So listen to positive podcasts, listen to, instead of listening to the radio and those in between like radio shows, oh man, those, those are so negative. Listen to a CD, you know, still listen to music. Music is great and music can be positive. Music can be negative, but the in-between, the gossip, the, the meanness to people in between the songs can weigh really, really negatively. So you have to input positivity, positivity on purpose. So again, at every turn, you need to be doing this like ruthlessly. And like I said, this is something that I still do. Or something else that we do is, you know, we write gratitudes every day, or we do something called a good things list. So every day at the end of the day, we write three good things. What were three good things from today? And we keep that mindset positive because it's because it's that important. So that's how to bring joy back into your life. I hope you all like that. I hope that makes sense. Super, super, super important. And now we're going to talk about the resistance of depression. So give me one second to transition here. We'll talk about the resistance of depression. This is kind of our last and final topic that we're going to be talking about right now. So give me one second to catch my breath, talk really fast. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm excited to be here with you all. And I appreciate, you know, every, every single one of you being here and listening. And again, everything is action based action, 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 action. And something else I like to say about action, action breeds motivation. So, you know, when we're talking about creating that energy, you know, action, which is force, force is action, breeds motivation. Action, force, creates energy. So 
you know, if you take action on these things, you're going to start to build this momentum. Like I said, it's like a boulder. It's like pushing a boulder. It's really, really, really hard at first. And then it starts to, you, you know, you literally get the ball rolling. If you've ever heard that term, you get the ball rolling and it starts to kind of just do the work for you. So super, super important. Okay, so now we're talking about the resistance of depression. So I'll move this down, but I'll keep it up because it's super important. So the resistance of depression, how to face the resistance of depression. So first, like, let's just talk about for a second, what is the resistance of depression? Now, if, you've, if you're currently feeling depressed or you've ever kind of felt depressed, the resistance of depression is, is a term that we like to use to describe that kind of feeling, that like, you just feel like anything is like the biggest chore and you need to have so much energy to do it. And it just, it's that thing that like, you know, you like, I want to get out of bed and it just like kind of just like hovers over you and like keeps you in bed and it just kind of consumes you and constricts you from doing the things that you want to do. Now, how we're going to face the resistance of depression. I won't write in green. I don't think that shows up very well for you all. So the resistance of depression, number one, is that consistency over time. I'm going to use an analogy in just a minute, talking about a dragon. And I'm going to use a, a dragon to describe the resistance of depression. But I want to talk about consistency again, because it's, it's so important. It is literally that important that if we take consistent steps on any, this is on anything in your life, whatever it is, you have to put the time in, in order to see the results. If you don't put the time in, if you don't put the consistency in, you'll never get there. And this right here, if you can see where my fingers are right here, you know, you, you put time in for a while, but right here, right before you get to the good results, this is where most people quit. And that's why it's so important to be con consistently and constantly taking steps forward. Really, really important to apply that compound effect, that results over time graph to this journey and to every journey, especially if you have PTSD and you're gonna hear me talk about that a lot in other trainings, really, really important. So consistent steps. Number two, and this is a huge one for me. If you know anything about me, you know I love celebrating little wins. Focus on little wins, getting out of bed is a huge win. It's not even a little win. It's a huge win. But we would consider them as, you know, as a society, as a culture, a little win. But, you know, I had a client when she came to me, when we first started working together, she was in bed seven out of seven days. You know, people had told her, you're treatment resistant. This is your life now. You've tried everything. You've exhausted all your options. This is your life. And when she came to me, she was in bed seven out of seven days, pretty much all day. And after a few months, I think it was just like a month and a half, two months of working together, you know, we got on the phone for a coaching call and she was like, I'm max, I'm in bed two days a week. And, you know, she, she didn't really give herself enough credit for it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's amazing. Like, hold on a second, let, let, let's back up, you know, cause she said, well, yeah, but I'm still in bed two days a week. But you know, you, you think about, you just went from seven down to two. So you, you, now you have five days a week, you have a full week, five days a week where you're getting out of bed. 
that's amazing. And, you know, she was considering it a little win. And a lot of the rest of the world would too, especially if you're not in this niche, if you don't quite understand this niche, that's huge. So if you're in bed seven out of seven days and, you know, in a few weeks after doing this, you're in bed six out of seven days, that's huge. Focus on that little win. Take that and let it feed you and let it inspire you and say, okay, I have made a little step. And again, this graph, again, like what you see is, okay, like you're all this time, not really any results. Okay, little win, little bit of results. Okay, a little bit more because you're still taking that, that consistency. You're still taking action. A little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until you get there and you're off the chart. So focus on those little wins. And then we're gonna talk about face it head on. Now, I told you I would use a dragon analogy, and I'm, I'm going to, and I'm gonna explain these last two points in just a second here. So the resistance of depression, and I, I like to think of depression as this resistance, is like a dragon. And it's your job to slay the dragon. And basically what we wanna do is, when we're, when we're really depressed, when we're really struggling, this dragon seems like this big, huge, giant, giant thing to defeat. And it is at first, but it's the same kind of analogy, just a different way of saying it as that boulder. You know, when we face that dragon head on, when we face that resistance head on, the moment we feel that resistance, that's the time to slay it. And it can be challenging at, f at first. And again, we're gonna need to apply that force to slay that dragon. But you know, if we use our purpose, if we stay focused on our little wins, if we keep doing it consistently, consistently, where it's going to get easier and easier. And so at first it's this big giant dragon, but the moment you feel it, the moment you feel that resistance, the moment you say, I wanna get out of bed, you have like three seconds to slay that dragon before it feels like it just consumes you. Because that dragon feeds on time. Fear feeds on time. So when we feel that dragon, we have such a short window for us to slay it. And over time, instead of like right now, it's this like big, giant, big dragon, but we keep slaying it. We keep working consistently. Consistently, We focus on our little wins. We face it head on. You know, we try not to run from it. You know, you're human. Don't beat yourself up. Um, you're going to have bad days, but we use our purpose and we face it and we slay it. And all of a sudden, instead of this big, giant dragon, it becomes this little, tiny, little, like, kind of like cute dragon. And so then it gets easy to say no to. Instead of this big fierce monster, you know, when you feel it in the future, again, down the road, again, this, this consistency over time, when you're at this point, if you ever feel that dragon again, it's like, ah, no man, like this is my life. And basically what you have to do, you know, is, is take your, your life back from this dragon. And again, it's like, it's, it's at every moment when it's like, you know, you're like, okay, I wanna get in the shower. And you have, again, you have, you have like three seconds, you have like a three second window before that dragon is like, no, you don't, you wanna stay in bed and doesn't let you do anything. So, you know, you have to f like face it at that moment, face it head on, say like, absolutely not, work on it, work on the force, work on all of these things. And that dragon is gonna shrink into this cute little baby dragon that you can keep in your pocket and just, and then you can just take care of it, okay? And so it will no longer kind of rule your life. So again, that dragon, this resistance, feeds on time. So it's really important that we work consistently, 
focus on our little wins. Showing up here today is a little win. It's a huge win. You're getting information. You're figuring out, okay, what do I do about this? You have this, now this, how can I attitude? And this is so important along your recovery journey. Again, whether, whether it's just depression, whether it's PTSD, whatever it is, how can I, how can I slay this dragon? How can I defeat this? How can I work on, on getting my house clean? How can I achieve my goal of being an astronaut? How can I, how can I, how can I? And so it's really, really important. So face the resistance of depression by facing it head on saying like, heck no, this is my life taking the power back, taking the control back and not letting it feed on time. And always along this journey, like I said, you want to be thinking of how can I do this? How can I do this? So I hope all of this served you today. I know this was a lot of information I threw at you, but I, I do hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took some notes on it and I hope to send you kind of a replay. But if you apply this information, I promise you things will turn around and a lot faster than you even think, even can imagine, even realize. Some people, you know, they watch the masterclass and they apply the information and they like, they see results in, in weeks, if not like days sometimes. So it's really that powerful. It's not just worked for me. It's worked for people all around the world. So really, really take this, really implement it into your life. And again, that consistency over time is the really important thing. And we'll just recap here the energy, right? So the, the capacity or power to do work such as move an object by the application of force. So now remember, now you made yourself show up here today, so you can do it. Okay. So it's really, really important, you know, to create that energy, to bring that energy to the world and to face the resistance, to slay that dragon head on because you know, it's not so scary after a while. And like I said, that dragon is the same, same kind of analogy as, as the boulder. So once you get it moving, everything gets a lot easier. I promise you that. So if you have any questions, you know, again, I hope you enjoyed the training. Let me know how you liked it. And, you know, let me know if you want any different trainings in the future. I know we did the anxiety training pretty recently. If you want, you know, let me know kind of what trainings you want. If you want a training on sleep, whatever it is, I'll, I'll tell you all kind of some additional resources right now. And, um, you know, let me know in that chat box and that send email box what you liked, what you didn't like, what made you laugh, what made you smile. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, my email, Kayleen, K-A-Y-L-E-E-N at overcoming PTSD.info. So that's my email, Kayleen at overcomingptsd.info. Reach out anytime. If you have a question, comment, concern, whatever it is, you know, reach out to me. I do my best to get back to, to you all as quickly as possible. I love putting on these trainings for you all. So like I said, you know, ask me questions, send them in the, in the email, in the send email box. I'm the only one that sees them. So no one else on the um, call today, on the, on the webinar today or whatever we want to call this platform, we'll see them. So it's just me that sees them. So they're completely private. So don't feel like you have to hold back. Don't be shy. And then some other resources, if you're looking for that kind of posit positivity, I can't even spell PTSD. Okay. So if you're looking for that positivity, PTSD TV. So uh, my partner and I do a podcast. Some of you might already know about this. It's called PTSD TV. 
we keep it positive, we keep it light, we give you action items. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a real, real mini training. And we do them Monday through Friday. So Monday is motivation, Tuesday is our PTSD book club, Wednesday is our PTSD recovery workshop, Thursday is PTSD and relationships, and Friday is a Q&A. So that's a great resource if you're looking for positivity. But other than that, that's kind of all I have for you all today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, for watching. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to do what I do. And it's, it's, it's really people like you who inspire me to do what I do. So, you know, I hope this information serves you. I hope you apply it because if you apply it, you're going to see some amazing, amazing changes in your life and in your physical and mental world. So really, truly take it to heart. And, you know, I, I love you. I believe in you. I'm here for you. If you have any questions, absolutely reach out and, you know, let me know, let Forrest know how you like the training, you know, what, what you want to see in the future. We, Forrest and I love kind of connecting and putting these things on just for you all. So, you know, let us know what you want to see and we'll, we'll make that happen for you. So I hope to see you all very, very soon. I want to thank the mighty for having me, of course. Thank Forrest for having me. And, and most importantly, thank you for having me and allowing me into your life and into your world here today. So again, I hope this serves you. Take it to heart, apply it. If you have any questions, reach out. I love you, I believe in you, and I will, um, I'll, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. So that's it, and I'm gonna see if someone will pop the camera off for us in just a second, and um, that will be it. So I'll look forward to your questions, and uh, I'll talk to you all this week. If you reach out with a question, I'll, I'll make sure I get to it this week. All right, so happy July, and uh, that's it. All right, bye-bye.